Workshop Wednesday, everyone. We'll see you later today, but for now, it's the dose. Dose. Jeremy Clevin, the magic man, Mark Hutchins, the beast behind the glass, Byron Filson. Back for the final round three, owner of Muscular Moving Men, Justin Hodge, a true savage in business. When did you become a savage in business? Did you have that in the gut, in the head, heart, and soul? Did you find it? That's a, that's a good question. I don't know if I've ever been called a savage in business. I'll take it though. You yeah. Are. Yeah. It, it works. Um, yeah. I think, you know, obviously just doing a great job, you, you can turn into a savage per se and uh, knowing your numbers, like we, we talked about yesterday, has been really important for us. We, we can't just sit there and hope that, uh, you know, we're, we're making money at the end of the day. We have to know wh- what our spend is, if we're, we're hitting our, Numbers in every department has to report. They're all responsible um, for submitting their information and telling us how good of a job we're, we're doing or not. So, um, you know, we've been blessed now 10 years into the business being where we're at and uh, we're, we're not satisfied. So we feel like uh, we've built a product that cannot just work here in Arizona, but it can work nationwide. And just looking at our competitors and seeing what, what their numbers look like and, you know, what their training program looks like, uh, we feel like we definitely have a chance to uh, to be a, a nationwide brand and a household name. I think it's a core principle of any business. Again, like we're talking about, you know, knowing your numbers, absolutely. You know, knowing uh, um, if it's not just, I think most people out there, at least in the real estate industry, um, don't have a P&L and that's a crime. You know, they don't know what the numbers truly look like. They just look at their bank account and as long as it continues to go up, I think that they're happy, but they don't really know what they're spending. And, you know, I think we get nickel and dime to death, especially in this industry. It's $99 to death for this, for that, for, you know, yep. it just, it all adds up before you know it, these reoccurring expenses, you know, and um, that's a, that's an exercise that Mark and I try to do regularly or, you know, just about every month is we look back through our Amex bill and say, Trim what it. can we, what can we X out? You know, what can we just remove? You know, it's not always the next thing that we can add or the next venture, or the next marketing piece. It's like, what isn't working? You know, what can we get out of the equation? True cost you know, yeah. that's, that's not working. I, I think know? too many people just are comfortable, even if they're making money hand over fist and they're just content to spend money on things they don't necessarily need. And when crunch time hits, people look at those things and go, oh my God, now yep. I got to look at my Amex bill and see, okay, I can get rid this, 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 and this. And then all of a sudden you're in good shape again, but you can't wait till you get to that point. Right. You know, in, right. in your busy season, you've got to look at that because you could be even doing better than you are. So how do you guys, I mean, how do you personally identify, you said that you guys are ready to go on a national scale. You feel that you've built something that's, that's on a national scale. And, you know, for us, you know, in building what we're trying to build, you know, we feel like we've just scratched the surface, but one of the mm-hmm. things that Mark and I have always put a focus in on is, you know, managing a system that manages the people, right? You know, not from our staff and to our agents, to everything that we're doing, the day-to-day minutia, the whirlwind, whatever you want to call it, but truly managing those systems. How do you identify and or how have you decided to say, look, we've built a platform now that is ready for expansion. And then how do you do it? Yeah. Putting pen to paper in every department, just defining what everyone does in our office at this point was an experience that we started midway through 17, because I I don't think we always did a great job of explaining everybody what their job was when they showed up. Okay. You're in the marketing department. Have have a good time. See you you Friday, but go make some jobs happen. Right. You know, or the same with anything else, HR or operations. Operations is so key to what we do. They're they're directly responsible for the movers and drivers checking in. They're responsible for, you know, checking in with customers and letting them know that we're going to be there at X time and, and not having them pissed off at the end of the day. So 
we put it, everybody in, in charge of saying, okay, here's what I do on a daily basis. And I read through those rough drafts and I was blown away. I'm like, wow, I can't even believe we've been asking this of all of you on a daily basis. So I took that <laughs> and refined it and, and put it so that it's easily understood. And it's pages and pages of information from the sales guy to the person that has to process a damage claim if, if and when those come in. And so now having all those departments checked in and on paper and, and ready to teach someone that's not us, uh, and then also the training we feel like we can provide. One of the things that's cool about our facility uh, in Phoenix is that we full-on built a mock truck inside the warehouse at this point. So literally nice. to scale, it's eight feet wide. That's cool. You know, it's the last 13 feet of the truck. It's got a light inside. There's stairs around the corner. It goes up to a second floor. And so basically what's going to happen is the furniture is going to sit up top the guys that come and show up to train are going to understand that you need to take this down the stairs, pad it, wrap it, load it. Here's what it looks like inside the truck. Here's how you secure it with a strap. And it literally looks like a truck from the outside. That's great. So we've seen some other moving companies do that. Um, two men in the truck is pretty much uh, the gold standard when it comes to a nationwide brand in terms of moving. And I've been a little bit appalled at some of the stories I've heard from franchisees. And I actually have a guy working for me that was uh, working for another uh, company and the training just wasn't there and, and they just are so eager to s sign people up and say here you go go make your location successful but we just care so much we, we want to make them great and we're not going to be great unless they're great so our bottom line matters their bottom line matters and I think that the combination of Josh and myself and our 10 plus years being in the business it we, we can't lose what made okay. you choose Chicago for the other uh, location you said last you know, yesterday that you were that's the hope to be or soon to be there soon yeah, so uh, our uh, my uh, my cousin actually is is going to be a part of our our company, and he's had a lot of uh, success in various businesses throughout his career, and that's his hometown. So we uh, we talked about our our business, and and he was really impressed by it. Which is it's kind of cool to get outside validation of your business from somebody that really matters and has done a lot in the world. And they say, guys, I think this is great. I think we're just scratching the surface, which I think has made us work even harder to get even sharper where we're at. So that's his hometown and, and uh, he wants to have it right in his backyard. And so it's on us to teach someone that's uh, been very successful over many decades. Here's how you make your moving company great. And it'll be a really good test for us first time around. And yeah. he'll be easy, easy to, to say this is working or this is not, or you need to do a better job. So as, as a business owner, I want to get your take on this. You know, the other day, uh, Mark and I were talking about, um, uh, you know, the, the 80, 20 rule, you know, um, why is it that 20% of the agents or 20% of successful business people <clears throat> get 80% of the business and, or why do 80% of the people get 20% of the business? You know, what's the key differentiating factor between the 80% of people and between the 20% of people? Um, I think probably laziness at the end of the day, just not being willing to, to work so hard that you just, you refuse to fail no matter what it is. Uh, and also I feel like I kind of take it personally. If people tell me I'm not doing a good job at something, I, I get really upset and then I'll go home and try to learn everything I possibly can about what I didn't know. I try to teach myself HTML code one day. And so like I'm <laughs> responsible to a certain extent of, of, of our website now. And, and you just, you don't know what you don't know, but you know, if the phone's not ringing and you know, if you're not you know, uh, selling well, houses you and you stomp your feet like a little, you know, what not and, done that. and, and get, and you just do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that be like, Oh no, I am the best or no, how dare you? You know, you've got, I think that is a good, you, you have you to know, have examples to why a business owner or entrepreneur is better than the other percentage, because 
We're going to learn it. We're going to figure it out. You, you shame me. I'm going to come back over the top and be even better than you ever thought. I think you guys are the same way too. Like it's good to have someone hold you accountable. Like you can't just, Jeremy can't mail it in. You can't mail it in or somebody's going to call the other person out. And that's the same relationship that I have with Josh. Like if he doesn't come in on a Monday, I'm going to let him know how I feel about that. Yeah. And so somebody has to hold you accountable and, and you have to hold yourself accountable at the end of the day. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you said laziness. <clears throat> I think that that's a, uh, a, could be the, the answer or one of, you know, maybe a few answers, but you know, I think that the 80% knows what, know what needs to be done, right? The 20% know what needs to be done. They just do it and they, they are consistent yep. with it. Right. And they understand that it takes time to build a business and it doesn't happen overnight and they keep grinding, 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 and they stay consistent. And then eventually it wins the 80% of people. And I've been there. Maybe we still are there. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I hundred percent understand how it is to be a part of that 80% of like, well, we know what needs to be done, but I just don't feel like it. You know, I don't really want to do it or it's painful. Yeah, you know, or I don't want to make the calls because it's not fun, or you know what I mean. Like you did that, you grinded, grinded, and then you know, you, eventually in any business, and I see this all the time. Just talking to one of our agents, and I don't want to name his name and call him out. One of our agents that I just saw recently that was in danger of getting out of the business a year ago. Mm-hmm. This month of of March, he's going to have the biggest month of his entire career. It's going to be, Ev. it's far surpass what he's made almost in previous <clears throat> years in total in this one month, right? That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's a huge win. And it's like, you know, he's one of those guys with Pitbull work ethic. He did, you know, he was, he was evaluating, like, is this for me? Like, oh my God, I'm struggling. And he decided to stay with it. Next thing he knows, like, you know, you, like I said, you reach that critical mass and it turns the corner and then it happens. And and I give you guys props for, you know, really acknowledging that too, just as much as you want to point out the negative and we need to do much better on this or that you guys point out the positive and that's great. And, you know, people need to feel that validation. I think some people are just like, I can't be the top producer. I'm just, I don't know. It's I'm either I'm afraid to do it or I, I don't know that I have it in me. But at the end of the day, everybody, you know, is going to be as successful as they let themselves. So I, that's awesome to hear uh, about this particular agent that's going to have their most successful month ever. Just because like you I said, mean, at the banner. end, you, you just go for it and you, you make it happen. And nobody's going to tell you that you can't. That's it. And you have to believe that. That's for sure. Well, there are probably going to maybe be, or potentially be people that tell you that you can't, right? There were going to be people that I'm sure that probably told you, you were going to fail or, oh, you're going to start a moving company. You know, good luck. Look I mean, at all these other big players out there. Like good luck going up against them. And then here you are now 10 years later and you're number one in Arizona. Let's be honest. Muscular moving men is not the most uh, official sounding name. I'll say, I mean, <laughs> and, and you see other moving companies that are out there that have taken it even beyond the point of I, mean, I think it's kind of a fine line that you have to ride there. You, you want to appeal to folks and you, you want to make yourself stand out and be a household name. But I don't I think anybody it's, looked I think at it's us. pretty darn official fiasco. <laughs> and it says everything you want to know for branding, for marketing, they know who you are. It's true. I mean, you think about two men in the truck. People probably said, that's the most ridiculous name I've ever heard. You drew that? You, you drew the stencil of the guy? That's not going anywhere. Literally. But, and look where it went. But it is. It's catchy. It's, it's, catchy. it's personable. Like this is, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know? it's personable. It's outside the box. It gets attention. You know, and you can I love argue your mascot. Yeah, you know, you could argue. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, obscurity is the number one challenge in any business. Not enough people know who you are. Not enough people know who you do. So you created a memorable brand. You got to deliver results. You got to deliver an experience, right? You got to take care of people and do good business and do the right things. But first and foremost, you got to overcome obscurity, right? Mm-hmm. You have to get people's attention, 
and become memorable. And I think it's memorable. You're you going to get laughed out of rooms at times. I've, I've had people tell me that I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to make it. What kind of stupid company is on. this? What's this ridiculous mascot that's on your shirt? You cannot be afraid to to hear those those things, and and you're going to get negative. It's it's going to happen probably majority of the time. There's going to be less yeah. positive than there is, uh, you know. There's going to be more negative than there is positive. But our mascot is a real life uh, person. We people said they didn't yeah. like it. I said, you know what? We should probably do them. We we should go ahead and get a real life mascot made by the same people that make all the sports teams suits in town. And yeah. it did it did cost as much as a Honda. I'll, I'll say <laughs> that. But but it's it's been worth it now. Uh, <laughs> You know, you take them to the dry cleaner once a month, and then we just so happen to now have a person on our staff as a mover who used to be a professional mascot. So having a person yeah, in that suit, awesome. ri- ridiculous. I've never seen someone be so amazing as uh, a mascot in my life. So I love it. I think it's great. He you came have to create a brand. And, the former Phoenix yeah. Suns gorilla is now a muscular man. Huh? He may have been. Awesome. I don't know. <laughs> with arms. It was probably great. some minor league team, but he's major league <laughs> talent to me. <laughs> Well, hey, Justin, congrats on your success, man. Indeed. It's great to see. We love to see entrepreneurs that are committed, that are that are dedicated and care about their people, care about their staff, care about the experience. And, uh, you know, it wins. It resonates. Um, cheers to your success. Cheers to your continued success. Keep rocking. Keep it, rolling. Keep doing Thank it. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I just want to mention one more time for the uh, Daily Dose listeners that the uh, first month of storage is going to be free on us when you mention Daily Dose and call in to do your move. So you can reach us at 602-923-6400 or go to muscularmovingmen.com. So we'll be happy to uh, take care of your first month of storage on us for all Daily Dose listeners. Boom. Just mentioned Daily Dose. And guys, I attest I am a client. Not only am I the president, but I am the client. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have hair. But, um, I, I, I mean that truthfully. Um, they've, they Not only have they helped us, me, they've helped our agents. They are a true partner of my home group. So thank you guys. Thank you to your whole staff. And they are, they come very professional. What, what a great group that you have working for you. And you guys are real cool. So, and, and guys and gals, you guys are awesome. So thanks to our sponsors, muscular moving men, VIP mortgage, Alliance property inspections, Justin Hodge for coming in and open up the playbook. Thank you. Thank sir. you, sir. Happy workshop Wednesday. See you. Bye.